This is the Jason Walker Show. Two-time National Sports Media Association Montana Sportscaster of the Year and three-time loser, the Jason Walker Show. The best local and statewide sports coverage featuring the biggest guests from Montana. Clint Rasmussen uh, joining us here on the Jason Walker Show. He's freaking exhausting, too. You used to dance a lot more. Yeah, I know, lady. I'm 51 years old now. The NAI Hall of Famers Mike Vendis joining us here Jason Walker Show. And is it just a deal where quarterbacks have to be be good golfers? Well, that's all they have time for. They don't work out. They don't lift weights. They don't do anything else. They might as well go get on the golf course and at least have some fun. And from across the country. Doug Gottlieb, our guest here on the Jason Walker Show. End of the day, remember, it, it's your show. It's got your name on it. Howie Mandel, our guest here. Jason Walker, deal or no deal? The Jason Walker Show. Broadcasting from the Major Mortgage Man Cave. Here's Jason Walker. Hey, what up? Happy uh, Thursday. Jason Walker Show. Getting started a couple minutes late. Had a, uh, yeah, yep, one of those deals. Anyway, uh, big show coming up today presented by Capital Collision Center. We are uh, inside the Major Mortgage Man Cave. And uh, on the show today, Mark Adams, he'll join us uh, coming up. And we'll talk uh, some uh, NCAA in equities and uh, go from there with him. Um, very outspoken. And... Deservedly so, because the NAIA or NCAA rather is, um, well, they're just messing things up left and right. So we'll talk to him. Also uh, coming up, uh, we'll talk to Shelby Rasmussen in just a couple of moments because there is going to be uh, an, uh, a virtual gala tonight, and so she'll uh, she'll talk to us about that. Instead of it's their big fundraiser, and uh, we'll get we'll get everything figured out and situated and, and decide how we're going to do the show today in a positive manner. Um, I don't know, we can't see it, but I got a new I got a new helmet in. Um, right there, can you see it right there? In that, yeah, there you go. MSU Northern. Thanks to uh, Coach Andrew Rowland for sending that down. Um, when we remodel the studio here, we're going to uh, the man cave. We are going to uh, have a helmet display. So we've got the Bobcats. i got a Carroll helmet. We've got MSU Northern. I'm, I'm going to work on all the Frontier teams and also uh, high schools. So if you uh, if you are a high school and want to have your helmet displayed here in the man, Major Mortgage Man Cave, send it to us. So there you go. Good, good stuff. Okay. Um, man, it, it's, it's just... Frustrating getting started late, but we'll uh, we'll get everything fixed. On this day in history is coming up and much more. Now remember, no show tomorrow, no show Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday of next week, maybe the whole week next week. Um, but no shows for sure tomorrow, Monday through Wednesday. Okay, all right. Well, uh, by the way, you can watch. I think you can watch on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Podbean, Network One Sports, Treasure State Radio. That's where you can listen. JasonWalkerShow.com. Tweet us at JWalkerSports. And uh, mail Jason at JasonWalkerShow.com. Okay, we're good? I think so. All right, so Montana State uh, Spring Rodeo is coming up in a couple of weeks. And uh, despite the fact that uh, they can't have it in the field house, they are going to have it. Uh, but tonight is normally uh, the big big dinner they have. Uh, for Montana State Rodeo, and it is their biggest fundraiser, one of their biggest fundraisers of the year, and uh, 
got a chance to catch up with Shelby Rasmussen, who we just, I mean, we've loved her since high school. She's a fantastic young lady, and uh, she's going to talk about the gala and some good news regarding the Spring Rodeo potentially as well. So Shelby Rasmussen joining us now here on the Jason Walker Show. All right, here we go. All right, it is short notice, but, you know, it was a year ago today, Shelby, that you were in uh, Wickenburg, Arizona, and uh, basically we're stuck there. And we uh, we had a conversation a year ago today, and now, boom, you're back on the show because of some something positive, but uh, I can't believe it's been a year already since COVID. I know. I can't believe it either. I'm glad I get to talk to you about something positive with College Rodeo today, though. Um, being stuck in Arizona wasn't all bad, but glad to be back College Rodeoing <laughs> this spring for sure. No question. It is your – okay, is it going to be your final spring? Yeah. Well, yeah. So <laughs> yeah. I just, we'll see. Uh, as of right now, yeah. Okay. I graduate in like four weeks. Holy cow. Um, wow, yeah. The end of April. Yeah, so um, I will have – my degree who knows i could get a wild hair and come back for a master's or or something or go somewhere for a master's but right now i'm planning on it being my last spring okay uh which is still not a not a you know it's no it's not a big deal it's um you're having a good time you had a good fall how's that been going good it was um nice to have some normalcy this fall we ought to all five rodeos and I had a i had a pretty good season i am top five in the barrels and i think i'm top 10 in the breakaway and um, just everything, and it was nice to get all of our rodeos and get to compete, and I'm looking forward to five more this spring. And uh, it will be in a couple of weeks. You're going to have the spring rodeo, and unfortunately not in the field house, which kind of sucks because it is your senior year. Yeah, that is a big bummer, and um, that's probably the one of the hardest things about the senior year and COVID is that's, that's all of our favorite part of the year, and it's been my favorite rodeo I've ever competed in. And <laughs> I never in a million years thought I'd only get two rodeos in there. That's crazy. But, yeah, but at least we get a rodeo this spring, and I am thankful for that. 100%. Shelby Rasmussen joining us. And uh, you got a big night tonight with the virtual uh, Cowboy uh, Candlelight and, and uh, Gala and everything. Yeah, um, we are – We don't get to have our usual banquet and dinner that we usually have, but we are having a virtual event. The live event is tonight at seven. Um, and then our auction is all online. So that's good. We still get a chance to raise some money for our program and get some exposure for all the athletes. And we're going to do some fun stuff on the show and hopefully, um, sell some cool items on the auction as well. You did uh, a really nice job promoting it uh, online because you're a professional speaker now, but um, you're speaking better than I am today. Shelby Rasmussen joining us. Okay, so where do people go? What kind of things can they bid on, and what can they expect when they watch tonight? Um, you know, there's every, there's over 100 auction items on the site, and it's the MSU Rodeo Give Smart website. And um, you can also register by picking MSU Rodeo 2021 to the Give Smart number too, and it can all be found on that um, MSU Rodeo Give Smart website. But um, I mean, everything from NFR packages to vacations to elk hunts to artwork, leather work. Um, uh, I know we're giving some PBR tickets away Ooh. and all that. So um, lots of aw- awesome auction items and some premier. Um, what would usually be the live auction items are calling premier items, so you can um, bid on those in that site as well. I wonder who, how you got those PBR tickets. 
I have no idea. <laughs> um, Anonymous donor. Right. <laughs> uh, you might not be the best singer in the family, but you are the funniest. Hey, um, speaking of, he's hosting. So your dad was on the show last week, but him and Vance Ruff are hosting uh, the gala tonight online, which I think is really kind of cool. Yeah, I think that'll be really cool. Good exp- or exposure for our team, and I don't think Vance and my dad will have any fun at all. So. None. None whatsoever. <laughs> I know both of those guys. Um, so, again, where, what's the website for people to go to? It's a Montana State Rodeo Give Smart website. Okay. So I um, I don't know off the top of my head here the exact link, but you should be able to look that up, yes. and it'll be on there. Just Google yes. Montana State Rodeo Give Smart. I like that. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then the, the you got the the spring rodeo, and this is huge because this is like a big fundraiser for you guys, since you're not really funded by the university. Yeah, exactly. This is huge for us. It, and they have a breakdown. I don't know exactly what everything goes to. That I think it'll be broke down in the uh, on in the live event tonight. But I know a lot of it goes to our practice facility, like renting, keeping cattle, mm-hmm. um, renting the cattle because we lease a bunch of cattle. Um, Travel money for us, scholarship money, um, all sorts of stuff. This is our our biggest event of the year, so we're really um, hoping for big success tonight, and it'll really any help will help our team um, immensely. So. Uh, Miller Pavilion will be the site of the Spring Rodeo. Will you guys be able to have fans, or or how that's going to work? You know, I think just recently that I think we're actually going to move it into the fairgrounds. Oh, okay. So it will be outdoors, um, and I think we'll be able to have a limited amount of fans. So that will be nice. Fantastic. Um, yes, because I, we were not going to be able to have fans at the pavilion. So I think outdoor there, it might be cold, but at least we can have um, somewhat of a normal rodeo there. It might actually, Shelby, be warmer at the fairgrounds than it will be at Miller Pavilion. Yeah, very <laughs> <Yes>. true. <laughs> I've been in there a few times. I I know you got to run. I can't wait to get you on when we have more time. But uh, I just wanted you to to promote the gala tonight. And um, I know you got your shirt and uh, Jason Walker show shirt. Um, can you wear that tonight, or do you have to wear MSU stuff? You know, I'll ask if I can wear it over. <laughs> I wish I could. <laughs> um, okay, but you got to send pictures, you and your sister, because we got to put some pictures up on the website. When you guys have some time together, just get the, the T-shirts on, and because uh, then more people are going to want them. They'll be like, oh, my gosh, like these pros are wearing my shirt. So, um, yeah, yeah, perfect. Hey, uh, take well, care. Have fun tonight, and uh, I look forward to chatting uh, real soon and um, and talking about some fun stuff for the summer. Perfect. Me too. Thank you. Thanks, Shelby. That is uh, Shelby Rasmussen joining us, Jason Walker Show. She is great. I mean, and I know we talk about it all the time, but that family's awesome. And uh, appreciate her coming on. So the website, if you want to uh, part, uh, go online tonight for the Cowboys and Candlelight Gal, it's the 25th annual, which kind of sucks that they can't have it in person. But that, uh, that website is... Um, you can go to the MSU, let's see, montana.edu slash rodeo slash cowboys. Actually, go to uh, msurodeo2021.givesmart.com. msurodeo2021.givesmart.com. I mean, coolers. Uh, it'll be uh, streaming from the PBS studios in Bozeman. That's where uh, everybody's going to be. So good stuff. Uh, fun. Appreciate Shelby. She's great. Okay. 
Uh, didn't want to get this. Speaking of Montana State, Tori Martell picked to uh, go to the national three-point shooting contest on April the 1st at the uh, State Farm College Slam Dunk and Three-Point Championships at Hinkle Fieldhouse in Indy. One of eight uh, chosen for the event. And I believe she's the first Bobcat to go to it. Uh, career 36.5% shooter. Hit 69 triples this year and uh, finished sixth. Uh, that was the sixth best single season mark. She finished uh, the year. Um, all right. I'm trying to figure out what I'm talking about here. Wow. <laughs> uh, all right. She was 18th in three-point field goals made this year. Set a uh, school record with eight threes in one game. That was against North Dakota. And was the fourth highest recorded in the nation this year. But uh, one of the best three-point shooters at uh, MSU and in the Big Sky. So congratulations to her. That's really cool. And uh, hope she does well. I remember Zach Taylor from Carroll was in it a couple of years ago uh, for the NAI. And the men had lost that Saturday. They believe they played the noon game. Lost on a last-second shot. Um, 18-footer just short from Ryan Imhoff, who was a junior. Taylor was the senior. And then Taylor competed later that afternoon in the uh, three-point contest and won the whole thing. So uh, that'd be cool if uh, Tari Martell can do it on the NCAA front for uh, the Bobcats and the Big Sky. That'd be really cool. Yeah. All right, let's take a break. Um, When we come back, we'll get our bearings in order. But we're going to talk NCAA inequity. We've talked about it for the last week. Uh, Mark Emmert gets paid $4 million. We have no idea why. We, uh, we know that the uh, NCAA treated the women's tournament um, completely different than the men's tournament. And that includes logos on the court. That includes just everything. Weight rooms, food, swag bags, you name it. The, the NCAA screwed up. When we return, we're going to talk with ESPN College basketball analyst and author of a great book called The Coach and the Geek. Mark Adams, friend of the show, personal friend, will join us to talk NCAA next. When we return here on the Jason Walker Show, we are presented by Capital Collision Center. Montana State Law says it is your vehicle. It is your choice where you have it repaired. Choose Capital Collision Center. Mark Adams, coming up next, Jason Walker Show. Hang on. New vehicles keep coming, and Capital Collision Center keeps earning certifications to repair them. They're Helena's newest GM-certified facility. No matter the make or year, they repair your car to manufacturer's standards and requirements, maintaining its safety and value. Montana State Law says it's your vehicle, and it's your choice where you have it repaired. Choose Capital Collision Center, certified in GM, Subaru, and Nissan, and Helena's only shop certified in Honda, Acura, and Ford. When you value safety, go to Capital Collision Center on Euclid. Have you thought about buying a home and just don't know where to begin? Well, when it comes to one of the most important purchases one can make, we understand it can be frustrating and confusing, but it doesn't have to be. Let the Major Mortgage Team help you with all your mortgage needs. Major Mortgage means major service, and we would love the opportunity to help you today. Give J.R. McFadden, NMLS number 1246357, a call today at 406-465-1918. 
or you can visit him at 2001 11th Avenue, Building A, Suite 3 in Helena. Major Mortgage is a division of AMCAP Mortgage, NMLS number 129122, equal housing lender. Storewide savings are what you'll find when you shop for new home furnishings at Rutgers Furniture. This means tremendous values on Helena's largest in-stock selection of home furnishings. When you shop Rutgers, you'll find storewide savings on the furniture you want for every room in your home. And you'll also find our selection of Serta Eye Comfort, the most comfortable beds in Helena. 12-month financing is available with approved credit on most purchases over $289. Ask for details. You'll find storewide savings at Rutgers Furniture, 1010 Dearborn, Helena. Welcome back to the Jason Walker Show. All right, welcome back. This segment brought to you by Rutgers Furniture. Make the quality choice for your home at Rutgers Furniture, 1010 Dearborn, Helena. We've talked about this before, but our, our kitchen table, we've gotten a few things from Rutgers Furniture over the uh, the years. One was a kitchen table that, like, instead of leaves, you know how you have, like, 28 leaves for tables back in the old day? This It comes out of the table. Like, you open it up and it's just like, hey, I'm Harry Houdini, here's the leaf in the middle. It's connected. It's awesome. And then um, we also got a rocker and uh, like an ottoman. No, not an ottoman. A rocker and a footstool for when the when the little one was a baby. I used to sit and rock her every night. In fact, rocking her and tweeting got me fired. <laughs> uh, not her fault. But anyway. So get to Rutgers Furniture. That's what I'm saying. They have amazing stuff. So get to Rutgers Furniture, 1010 Dearborn, Helena. Still to come on this day in history, which we're going to wing today because the issues. But, um, and the walk-off coming up too. And I know we didn't talk about it yesterday, but we will talk about Megan McCain's hair today. Yes, that's what we do on the Jason Walker Show. We talk about hair. And uh, you see the Bobcat helmet. We showed you the Northern helmet. Uh, next week, I'm going to pick up a Jefferson Panther helmet, and uh, we've got Capital Helmet coming. So if you're a high school coach or administrator and you want your helmet displayed here in the Major Mortgage Man Cave, just uh, get a hold of us. All right. Uh, earlier today, had a chance to catch up with a good friend, Mark Adams, and uh, met him a couple years ago at the NAI tournament in Billings, and uh, he was a featured speaker and we've talked about uh, this a lot. He covers NCAA basketball, but we've talked about a lot this week where uh, Mark Emmert has completely screwed up, the president of the NCAA. And uh, nobody can uh, figure out why he gets paid $4 million a year to sit on his butt and literally do nothing except treat women different than he does guys, including their own basketball tournaments. To talk about that and a whole lot more, joining us now, Jason Walker Show, good friend, Mark Adams. One. Well, I welcome you back uh, to the show. It's always a pleasure to chat with you. And before we get started, um, we have, you messaged me the other day with some great news. Uh, we've talked about this before. Our sons both stationed at Fort Riley, Kansas, but <laughs> they finally met, but it wasn't yeah. at Fort Riley, Kansas. No, it was in Romania. So uh, your son obviously is, is stationed in Romania the same time my son is. And so uh, Jimmy, but you know, Captain Jimmy Adams was running around doing stuff and all of a sudden, this this Walker dude walks up to him and introduces himself and says, "Hey, my dad knows your dad." And so right away, Jimmy texts me. He goes, "Do you know Jason Walker?" I said, "Yeah, he's a friend of mine from Montana." 
So anyway, I, you know, I knew that we had talked about it before. So what, what a wonderful, wonderful thing for two fathers that are friends to see their, their sons connect of all places in Romania. But maybe we should, they're in an undisclosed location. Let's put it that way, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, no, it's a, that's a very cool deal. And, uh, I mean, I had texted Bob and talked to him for, a couple of months, like, dude, you need to go. You need to go talk to this guy, and and he never had, and I don't know why, but they finally met. So, um, yeah, good stuff. Uh, Very cool. How are you doing overall? Really good. You know, I really enjoyed the basketball season. Now, obviously, Jason, it was different. You and I talked about it, where you know it was in-home broadcasting. I've got a really cool office in my backyard. I call it the Enthusiasm's Basketball Cabin. And so all of my ESPN broadcasts were, were done right here at the Enthusiasm's Basketball Cabin right in my backyard. And it was different for sure. Uh, but, you know, I embraced it. I, I really enjoyed the opportunity to tell the stories. I worked hard to be a little bit different, kind of used a lot of little props, you know, to have fun with in, in pregame and stuff. And so uh, I really enjoyed it. I had a lot of fun this season. It, uh, we, we talked about it in December, a different kind of season, but uh, overall a successful season in your opinion? No, no question. I mean, when, when you look at the dire straits that everybody was in just one year ago, I mean, I can remember being in Fort Worth, the, the American Athletic Conference Tournament, and then Rudy Gobert contracts uh, COVID, and everything shut down, the Ivy League shut down, and then it was a domino effect from there. And taking that flight home that day, uh, not even knowing if I could get a flight, you know, it was just really a weird, weird day. And, and then how the world changed literally overnight to have any semblance of normalcy. And I know we're still playing games with very few fans, in some cases no fans. But, Jason, what a blessing that at least we could have college basketball. And listen, this is going to sound like I'm sucking up, but I'm not. Unbelievable job by ESPN. If you knew – all of the ramifications of the different cancellations that literally happened by the hour and how ESPN was able to recover, put another game on. It was amazing what David Seisler, Linda Schultz, my bosses at ESPN did in navigating this logistical nightmare through the, through the year. And then the technical side of it, of me broadcasting from my home, which goes through Bristol. Jason, it's just amazing what they did. And I'm just so grateful that we've had a season. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's great. It's not over yet. We still have the uh, men's and uh, women's uh, tournaments to finish up here. But NAI just wrapped up its tournament. And speaking of the NAI, I was in Kansas City a couple of weeks ago, as uh, well about a month ago now, before my son deployed uh, for an undisclosed location, as you said. But <laughs> I got the chance to read your book that you had sent me, and the coach and the geek. And I got to tell you, and I tweeted you and, and Jeff Van Vliet this yeah. that. One of the things, I mean, it was a great book, but one of the things that made me do was take a look in the mirror and go, how can I change and be a better person based off of what I read in your book? And I got to tell you, man, it is one of the best books I've read, and that's not sucking up to to you. Well, thank you. It was a, it was a joy to, to write the book with Jeff. And I think, you know, Jason, what I've heard from people, you can sense that joy that, that we had of writing it together. Uh, it was a truly a team effort, and you know it's it's 160 pages or so. There's there's 40 chapters. There's lessons learned, and that was one of the things that actually Judy, my wife, came up with. She was reading a, a manuscript of it on a flight uh, way back when. In fact, I, we might have been going to Rocky at that time for the Hall of Fame deal, 
And she said, you know, there's some great stuff here, but it's missing something. I'd like to see maybe a summary at the end of each chapter. And I said, lessons learned. It's got to be lessons learned because Jeff's big on that. And, you know, it made me look in the mirror too, Jason. And, and I appreciate your kind words. And, and I hope it helps you and a lot of people on the way. It certainly has helped me. I mean, listen to this. So many months after I'm done finally writing it, publishing it, the whole thing, I went back and read it, read it again. And I called Jeff. And I said, Jeff, that's a hell of a good book. <laughs> you know, I said, what a great book. I said, I enjoyed reading it so much. And I thought, what an idiot. What an egomaniacal idiot, right? But actually, I, I enjoyed it too, so that's good, even though I wrote it. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, I, there's a chapter nine my wife has to read yet because it's called Get Out of Your uh, Get Your Butt Out of Bed. And it reminds me yeah. of when I got let go at the radio station. And, yeah. and she gave me about a week to grieve and then said, all right, you got to figure out what you're doing with your life now. Um, yeah. Mark Adams joining us, ESPN College basketball analyst and uh, author of The Coach and the Geek. Uh, I reached out after uh, you tweeted me the other day and, and decided to get you on the air today because the NCAA is under a lot of heat, uh, President Mark Emmert and his $4 million salary. But um, the in- inequities at the tournament, and I know you're not an expert on Title IX and all of that, but what was your first thought when you heard about the difference just in food, swag bags, um, it seems like, you know, minor things, but it's not to these women that worked hard to yeah. get to where they're at. My, my first reaction was embarrassment and sadness. And it was much like the, the visceral reaction that I had as I was able to better understand what's been going on in our country from a racial perspective. And I'm glad to talk about that as well in, in my journey this year. But let's start with this topic. First of all, in the interest of full disclosure, my wife, Judy, was a small college All-American at at Great Falls, a tremendous player, still one of the top two or three all-time leading scorers, men or women, at University of Great Falls. Not in their Hall of Fame, by the way, which rubs me the wrong way, Mm -hmm. which is a whole other thing. I mean, at Great Falls, you know how many women are in the Hall of Fame at Great Falls? Uh, Two. Two, wow. Two. Two. All the rest are men. And the great, arguably the greatest women's basketball player, not even arguably, statistically, the greatest women's basketball player in the history of University of Great Falls is not in their whole thing. Wow. Now, that, tell me why that is. And there were guys that I coached against who were very good players for Steve Aggers. They're in the Hall of Fame, but they weren't Judy Van Atta. They weren't averaging 20 points a game and a double-double machine and knocking down shots. I mean, but, so that's one, one item. Then Mary Heil Nepful is one of my best friends and she's the all time leading scorer for women at the university of San Francisco. And also is the winningest coach in the university of San Francisco. And I was best man in her wedding and, and to see women of my generation like Judy and Mary, who never got a chance playing the WNBA, there wasn't an opportunity to play professionally. Maybe you could play overseas, but the deals were so bad that my wife had a chance playing in Switzerland and she turned it down and I swore to her that I would take her to Switzerland someday. So for our, our, our 25th wedding anniversary, we went to Switzerland, but I'm giving you this background because I've been on a journey this year of taking my blinders off what I've learned this past year in, in this COVID environment and with all the issues around racial justice, around diversity, around inclusion, around better communication, I started to find my voice and I took my blinders off because what I learned was that every 
American. Every American's history is different. And so my wife's history of growing up on a farm with not a whole lot in Vita, Montana, and becoming a collegial All-American. Mary Heil Neffel, who grew up of, of modest means in a middle-class neighborhood in San Jose and, and became the greatest player in the history of San Francisco. But you know what? You, you, don't, you don't understand what they went through just to get any type of respect, any type of notoriety. And you would hope that we've made strides since those times. But the fact of the matter is, when you look at how the women were tre- have been treated by comparison of the men's, men's tournament with facilities and food and all those kinds of things, it's completely unacceptable. And males have to speak out. This is not a women's rights issue. This is an American issue. This is for all of us to embrace. All of those fathers, I've got four sons. You know, but 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 I, but I certainly understand the disparity that goes on and has gone on for decades in athletics. And here's the thing about Mark Emmert of the NCAA. He had an opportunity to fix this financially in 2016. All the things we're talking about, about money and things like that, he had a chance to, to make a savvy business move. When the NCAA in 2016, there were eight years left on their contract with CBS. They had a chance to renegotiate. They could have opened up the negotiations and then had Fox bid on it, ESPN bid on it, CBS bid on it, which you would think that's a common sense business practice. But what did the NCAA do? They took a 3% increase from CBS for the next eight years. So CBS has the NCAA tournament through 2032, Jason, for 3%. That's stupid. That's crazy. I mean, he could have farmed out the negotiations with ESPN, who's highly motivated to get the NCAA tournament, and Fox, who's highly motivated to get the NCAA tournament. He left, by all estimates, the most conservative one, he left $3.5 billion with a B. $3.5 billion on the table. And then we're seeing a weight room at the women's, at the women's tournament that has one little rack of, of one-handed barbells. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Uh, that's not criminal, but it's incompetent. And the NCAA is an easy target, but, but Mark Emmett had an, uh, an opportunity to gain $3.5 billion to invest in partially anyway, women's athletics and wasn't a good enough businessman to figure it out. I think that's, uh, again, I won't say criminal. It's not criminal. It's negligent. It's unacceptable. Well, and I brought this up. I brought up that TV contract yesterday here on the show, and, and part of that, too, is he also gave himself a raise in there from $2.4 yeah. to $3.9 million. Yeah. Why? I mean, what does he do? That's a real good question. I mean, the other question is, like, players now, they want to control their, their likeness and image. Mm-hmm. And they've asked for a meeting with Mark Evans. Now, who does the NCAA serve? They serve their members, right? They're member institutions. But who are the people that they really serve? It's the student athletes at every one of their member institutions. And here's the head of the NCAA who has refused to meet with student athletes who want to discuss 
how their image and likeness and have a voice on how that is going to change either by law or by NCA legislation. And he won't meet with them during the NCA tournament. Why? Because of the media attention that it would receive. Instead, he's deflecting it to some point after the tournament when he'll, he'll go ahead and meet with only three players. They didn't ask for just the three of them. Meet. They asked for multiple student athletes to meet with him. Listen, when the head of an organization, whether it be a coach, an athletic director, a president of a, of a college university, or you or me, when we lose sight of who we serve and show that level of disrespect, then something needs to be done to make sure that a person gets in that job who truly wants to serve student-athletes and provide them with opportunities to build successful, sustainable lives for the rest of their lives. I also have brought this up this week, too, Mark, as Mark Adams joins us. Um, it's Title IX, which is a big part of this. I mean, this is it's, an, it's a 1972 federal law. He's actually, I don't want to say breaking the law, but he's not following the their own, I mean, federal law that the NCAA lives and breathes by, and says, "Oh well, we're we're in we're Title IX compliant," but they're not. Yeah. And if you just look at the pictures and and hear the stories of these women, it's it's like you said, it's negligence, and it's I mean, this question to Mark Emmert, this is a federal law. Yeah, yeah, and I I think that. Uh, in time, and I hope it's in lesser time than more time, that that this situation finally, once and for all, gets righted. And and look, there'll be people out there driving along and listening to the show, and and they'll be saying, or watch on Facebook, and they'll be saying, well, you know what though, the women's the women's tournament doesn't make any money. You know, it's not like the men's tournament where there's you know two billion dollars on the line type of thing. Well, here's here's the fact of the matter. We're talking about decades of lack of marketing, of lack of acceptability by, frankly, people like me, you know, that, 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 re, that, that refused to accept and appreciate the level of basketball that women play. I mean, I've, I've done some women's games, and frankly, the fundamentals of the women's game is stronger than the fundamentals of the, man, of the men's game. That, that's, not, that's not like a debate. That's a fact at the Division One level. The fundamentals are better. The passing, the shooting, the, 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 the spacing, the, the, the motion offenses they run. I mean, all that kind of stuff is just refreshing for me as a basketball purist to watch. And it's time that we all look in the mirror because we all have our own history, right? Mm-hmm. Well, we can rewrite. We can't rewrite our history from the past, but we can write a new history now. And it's time to face these things, take the blinders off, and just simply do what is right. I've been saying that for years, and I love the women's game of basketball. My dad was a coach, so I believe in the fundamentals, and um, it is more pure. And, yeah, I mean, it's gotten more athletic for sure. I'm not all about all the dunks, which are cool um, to, to watch, but the, the pureness and the fundamentals of the game of women's basketball at any level, from high school to the WNBA, it's uh, it's so much better than the guys' game, and I'll, I'll stick by a women's basketball team more than a guys' team. Um, and I, I've been saying that for 15 years. It's just the way I, I feel personally, and and it's just it's sad that they're not getting still where we're at in this day, 2021. 
I mean, we still have, it's almost like we've taken a step back, Mark. Well, one of the great things, and, and, and I'm going to brag a little bit here on my niece, Marissa, mm-hmm. you know, one of the wonderful things that took place uh, with her story was the, the focus on Rocky women's basketball. And, and she didn't want to be, you know, the, the focal point of that, but her story was just so compelling and she handled it with such grace along the way. And, you know, and it was for the good of Rocky, the women's basketball program, the state of Montana, you know, but Jason, I can tell you that she wasn't treated that way at, at MSU Billings and she was cut from that team. You know, she, she was, her scholarship was taken away from her because she wasn't playing hard enough. She wasn't living up to the coach's expectations. Now, after the fact, we found she had leukemia. That was the reason for it. But everyone knew that she was having medical issues. Those medical issues led directly to her losing her scholarship. Wow. That's, that's, not, that's not an opinion. That's what happened. She called me up and asked me what she should do. And within a few days, you know, Wes Keller was all over. And, and she called me up and said, you're going to be one proud uncle. I'm going to Rocky. I'm going to be a battling bear. And, of course, they beat MSU Billings when Marissa was at Rocky, which made my day. Oh, absolutely. In fact, it made my year. But that coach is still employed at MSU Billings, by the way. Oh, okay. Yep. I, I'm, okay. It was a great high school coach, too. <laughs> that surprised you a little bit, didn't it? It, uh, it totally it did catch me off guard a little bit, yeah. Um, there's no question about that. Uh, and, and, you know, if it's not for Marissa, you and I don't meet because you're not probably at the NAI tournament talking a few years ago um, That's right. about yeah. her. So, yeah, um, but what a great story. And, and I, I think she's tuning in, so I'd like to say hi to her because uh, I know she. we talked about her before, but she's doing well, which is fantastic. Oh, man, she's the best. So she birthed a calf on her birthday, right? So the calf has the same birthday as her. Oh, wow. So my wife. My wife and Marissa are going back and forth on how cute the little calf is. And I'm saying, you do understand that little dude is steak eventually. You understand that, right? You know? <laughs> which, which I think totally blew the vibe for the birthday oh. of the calf and Marissa along the way. But she's the best. She's got a great sense of humor. I love her to death. And obviously very, very proud of the woman she's become and the wife she's become for Matthew Jones. Uh, they bought a little place. They got, they got some, some uh, horses and some cattle and, they're living the Montana dream right now. Very proud of her. Mark Adams, our guest here. Uh, speaking of the Rocky women, we know the situation of, uh, of last month where they put Wes Keller on administrative leave, um, which was idiotic to me in the first place, and and suspended six girls basically that stood up for Wes Keller and decided not to play. And what... To me, it could have been solved in about two hours in a meeting privately. Instead, it became all this public um, information, which I guess it's a good thing. But does Bill Drykosen, who is a great coach and I love him, does he get suspended or put on administrative leave if this is going on in the men's program, or is it just because it was the Rocky women? Well, I think to bring up a couple interesting points there, and and listen, uh, you know I love Rocky. Uh, I'm in the Hall of Fame. Bill and Wes are friends of mine. Uh, I love the program. You know, we've got a, now we have a, an endowed scholarship, you know, that we're asking everybody on, on uh, giving day next week. I think it's on Tuesday, March the 30th. You know, 
Give to that Mark Adams uh, Scholarship Endowment Fund, gang. You know, I'm going to get that <laughs> plug in here first. But, you know, I think you bring up some, some really interesting points, and it kind of gets back to our original conversation about the difference between men and women. Now, look, I can't answer I really can't answer them, but I think it's something to reflect on in, in taking our blinders off. So if men were to protest for a cause, for a coach they believed in, and they protest for a cause by not playing in the game, by boycotting a game, are they seen as strong and and willful and supporting their coach and doing what is right? Or are they perceived as just complaining because they didn't get their way? And I'm phrasing that specifically in this situation because I, I, I wonder – how it's perceived when men do it and then when women do it. And it shouldn't be any different. I mean, those women took a powerful, strong stance to support their coach because they felt that Wes didn't do anything wrong. And by the way, Jason, I listened to your interview of the young lady that came on, and I thought it was just tremendous. You were fair. She got every opportunity to visit. I know that eventually President Wilmoth came in, and did the right thing, and, and bless him for doing that. He's a, he's, a, he's a fine man and a great leader at Rocky. You know, but I think that your question is, is dead on. Would it have been different if it was Bill Drykosen in the men versus Wes Keller in the women? Would that decision have been different? And I don't know anything about the internal workings. Jeff Mulby is a former student of mine. He's a friend of mine. Brad Mason went to school at Rocky back then as well. And those two are the two leaders, if you will, of the athletic program. So I wonder if there was a female voice during the decision-making process. I don't know. But I know when I was athletic director, I had Gail Patton. Gail was the women's coach, and I leaned on her a lot. And Clarice Ball as well. And, you know, as we make these decisions, if we are making them in a vacuum, and we're not, and we have our blinders on, we're not recognizing that there might be a different point of view here, then that's when decisions like this tend to go really south. And I did disagree with the decision of suspending those young women. I thought they were making a stand on behalf of their coach. They did not quit on their team. They were supporting their coach in a way that was, I felt, professional and in a way that showed that they truly, truly cared about their coach. When you have seniors giving up a game, or multiple games at the end of their career to support their coach, there must be a pretty strong bond there. And so I don't know all the inner workings. I can't be critical of all the decisions. I'm asking these questions for people to look in the mirror and decide whether or not you're going to take your blinders off and maybe see a bigger picture the next time. That's the only way we can get better. There's a lot of work to do on the women's side of athletics and women, just women in general. Um, I know yesterday was equal pay day. Um, what do you say to the argument, Mark? And, and we're probably getting in a wormhole that neither one of us probably thought we would go down. But when when you had well, Nikki uh, Nick Young, the Lakers, Swaggy P, or whatever he goes by, um, saying that you know the women's tournament, for instance, is the JV uh, tournament, and then you know you have the argument like you brought up earlier is well, they don't make as much money, they don't bring in as much money. What do you say to those guys? Well, I say to those guys that first of all. Is, is the collegiate model one where 
we are so concerned about profitability that we lose the, 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 the entire priority of, of athletics, old school athletics, if you will, uh, where it's, it's about growing people. It's about growing citizens that are going to be responsible and competitive and, and make the world a better place, which a lot of student athletes, Jason, it's amazing what student athletes are doing today uh, in this environment and the voices that they have and, and, and the power that's coming with it. And I embrace it. I, I like seeing it because I know these, these student athletes and, and I trust them that, and they're growing and they're learning. And when, when I see people that turn it into a business discussion, you know, that's, that's not the right discussion to have. I, you might say I'm naive. There's the SEC in football. I know that's a business. I understand that. But a large majority of athletics at the collegiate level are not the SEC football. It's, it's about a bunch of, of, of guys and gals that are committed to a sport where they don't get a whole lot of attention, but yet they, they can get opportunity through the NCAA. And that's one of the great things about, about NCAA athletics. And so that argument as far as the business side of it, that doesn't wash. The second thing is to insult a world-class athlete, and that's what these are. If you play Division One athletics in any sport in the United States of America, you are a world-class athlete. Because what do we see now more than anything else? We see people from other countries coming over to play in the United States. Why? because of the infrastructure, the facilities, the coaching, all of those things. And so to insult any student athlete that plays any sport and say that it's junior varsity, then they need to grow up. They need to take their blinders off. They need to learn about what they're talking about. Spend a day and go to Rocky Mountain College women's basketball practice. You know, spend a day and, and go watch the soccer team, you know, at, at Idaho State or Montana State or Montana, you know, Live in those kids' shoes, see how they practice, see how they strength train, see how they go to class every day, and then make your comments about the JV. My guess is whoever made that comment, I don't know who they are, I've never even heard of them, but whoever made that comment needs to go back to school to understand the, just, just how ignorant that statement is. Completely, 100% uh, agree with you. Um, Mark Adams, our guest here, Jason Walker Show. Uh, real quick, uh, you mentioned in your Twitter, and I've been following your Twitter extensively since we met, but uh, at Enthusiadums, by the way, uh, but you, you would love to call an NCAA game. Now, does it have to be in the tournament? Does it have to be on the dance side or the men's side, where that's another issue, the March Madness and all that, or would you be okay calling the women's tournament? Absolutely. In fact, I volunteered to call the women's tournament once upon a time. I tried to get involved with the women's tournament. And listen, I understand their dynamics too. You know, I mean, they're not looking for, for guys like me necessarily. And I understand that. And I'm supportive of that. But like I did, I did Iowa State and Kansas State in the Big 12 probably about five or six years ago. And for all, you know, it seemed to go pretty well. People seemed to like it, you know. Uh, I mean, I love basketball. And thought I might get a shot there, but unfortunately I haven't had a shot with ESPN in the women's game. But ESPN, if you're listening, I'm available. All right, I'm available. There are a couple other routes that potentially maybe someday I could do an NCAA tournament game. One would be if CBS, you know, there are some crossover guys, not many, but there's a few crossover guys and gals. Like Debbie Antonelli, for example, did a wonderful job oh, with Carter Blackburn yeah. this weekend. Uh, you know, she, she started off actually uh, broadcasting at U University of Dayton. I took her spot. She moved to North Carolina, 
Then I took her spot. She went on, has done very well broadcasting wise, men and women. And then I haven't done too bad myself either during that time. And, and Debbie's been a, a, a colleague that I really respect tremendously. So there is some crossover there. Although, Jason, do you think I seem like the blue jacket with the eyeball on it kind of guy? Nope. You know, I'm just not, I'm not sure I fit culturally, maybe. <laughs> I mean, uh, hopefully I would. But here's the other way that it could happen. If there's an NCAA tournament team, you know, where, uh, like in, in the American, for example, let's say Houston makes the final four. And what if Houston makes the final four? There's a Homer broadcast. Uh. So they, they pick a, a, a broadcast. Usually it's from that city. So I'm just using them as an example, a current example. You know, if, if they came to me and said, Mark, we want you to be our, I would be the best Homer in the history of the University <laughs> of Houston. I mean, listen, Calvin Sampson, you know, being at Montana Tech, and I was at Rocky Mountain College. How many stories do you think I have, oh. you know, from that from that time period? And how jacked would I be to become a Houstonian for about 72 hours through the NCAA tournament? So if there's any Division One school that needs a homer, I am your guy. That's it. <laughs> I like it. I like it. You can uh, uh, you adapt. You survive in advance. That basically, is <laughs> <That's it's, right. laughs> is it. Hey, uh, I appreciate the time. Um, I, I always enjoy talking with you, and and there's always so much further we can we can discuss. I would love to get you back on and talk about your year and your changing yeah. as taking the blinders off, um, and and have that discussion another day if you're up to it. But. Uh, Man, I appreciate you joining me on short notice as always, and uh, you're just a you're a blast. You can follow him on at enthusiasms on the uh, the Twitter. Get his book, Amazon.com. It's the Coach and the Geek, and uh, I I mean it's not just because you're on the show and you gave me a free copy and autographed it too, but um, <laughs> it's it's a hell of a book. It really is, and uh, it'll make you do some thinking. There's no question about that. And it's not just about basketball. No, it's not. It's it's really about life, and hopefully people will enjoy it. I'm glad you did too. And Mason, we've we've created this friendship, you know, through the media here. Yeah. But uh, and I think I'm coming back in the fall. Hopefully, I'm getting my second shot here in a couple of weeks. I've never been looking so forward to getting a second shot in my life. And and in the fall, I think all my guys that that '80s bunch is coming back. A lot of students from the '80s will be coming back as well. We'll be raising some funds. For, for the Mark Adams 1982-85 Batlin Bear Endowment Scholarship. And uh, you got to promise me we'll have a beer together. At 100%. Absolutely. I'm in. Good deal. And then you can hang out with, with my guys. They'll tell you all the stories that I never <laughs> want them to tell you. I cannot wait for those <laughs> stories. <laughs> but you have to share some Kelvin Sampson ones too, though. Oh, yeah, I, I got one that I can't share, unfortunately, but it's, the, like, the greatest story ever. <laughs> I can't wait to hear it. I'll, I'll just leave it at that. There's I'll a lot of those off-the-air stories that we'll, we'll discuss. Yeah, I can't, I can't tell. I promised him I wouldn't tell it. <laughs> I love it. Hey, uh, Mark, appreciate it. Enjoy the rest of the uh, tournaments, both of them, and uh, stay, uh, stay safe out there. Thanks, Jason. See you, buddy. That is Mark Adams joining us, and uh, love chatting with that dude. And seriously, I so I was in, was it 2019? Yeah, I think it was 2019. Uh, I was at Billings with the uh, at Metro with the the Carroll women getting us ready to to do their tournament. Thinking, now I had it all planned out in tw- in 2019. This is how it was going to go. So I was going to spend a week in Billings. And uh, I was doing some announcing, PA announcing, uh, for Metro Park uh, for uh, the NAI tournament. 
when I wasn't doing my show on the radio or Carol games. So I had it all planned out. I'm going to spend a whole week, right, a whole week in Billings because the Carol women were going to win the national championship. Now, this was the year that the, the, the Western women went on and won it. But I really feel like the Carol Western women were going to play each other for the national championship. And then I was going to fly from Billings Wednesday morning because after the after the championship Tuesday, the women's side. Now, this was back when, two years ago, when the the women's tournament was a week before the men, so it worked out perfect. Had it all planned. And was going to fly out of Billings after the Carroll women won the championship, which actually was won by Western because Carroll lost on Friday night in a game they shouldn't have lost. But anyway, and then I was going to go to Kansas City, do the men's championship, where they ended up making the championship. Although that was the year in 2019, Kurt Paulson's first year. We didn't know. People asked me, like, hey, how far are the Carroll men going to go? I'm like, you know what? They, they're going to either lose in the first round or win the whole damn thing. And they came close. They ended up going to the national championship. But uh, that's where I met Mark Adams was in Billings on uh, the Tuesday night before the opening round started. He was the uh, the big featured speaker to all the teams and all the girls, and, and it was just it was awesome. And I did like a ten minute interview with him, and that's how we met, and uh, it's been awesome ever since. So appreciate Mark joining us. I wasn't sure where I was going with that, and then I had to come back and get there. But anyway, that's how I met Mark. So great guy. You can follow him on Twitter. And uh, he's he, I, I love like him, Jay Billis. If you follow him on Twitter, they're not afraid to call out the NCAA, despite the fact that that's their bread and butter. I mean, they get paid by ESPN, but they cover the NCAA. But they're not afraid to call them out when the wrong is the wrong. And last week has been real wrong for the NCAA and President Mark Gammert. So there you go. All right, uh, let's do Today in History. It is brought to you by Big Sky Printware. We print what you wear. Uh, this was cool. So I ordered shirts a couple weeks ago. We got them in. By the way, if you're in Ireland, I still need your address. Okay? Whoever listens in Ireland, I, I've i got fans over there. And I, I thank you. But I need your address to send you a Jason Walker Show shirt. Um. Big Sky Printwear. So I stopped in yesterday. I was like, okay, I need a couple of, you know, I ordered like 10 extra shirts. Needed some children's sizes, some some bigger sizes for some friends and stuff. But uh, no problem. They're, they were done that day. Like yesterday. I stopped in yesterday. They were done yesterday. That's what Big Sky Printwear can do. They'll take care of you. It's amazing. Uh, check them out. 1400 Euclid, right there on the corner of Henderson and Euclid. It's a new location, over 35 years of experience. Today is March the 25th. It is Lobster Newberg Day. No idea what that means. Something to do with lobster. Uh, Tolkien Reading Day, which J.R.R. Tolkien. And then uh, National Medal of Honor Day. And uh, that is because on this date in 1863, the first U.S. Army Medal of Honor was awarded to six Army soldiers. So that's pretty cool. 1937, Quaker Oats reveals they pay Babe Ruth $25,000 a year to advertise. Somebody want to pay the Jason Walker Show $25,000 a year? I'll name whatever you want after you. Uh, <laughs> 1947, the ninth men's basketball championship, Holy Cross, beats Oklahoma. 
1958, Sugar Ray Robinson, the first boxing champ to win five times. 1961, the 23rd championship. Cincinnati beats Ohio State in overtime. That third-place game that year, St. Joe's defeats Utah 127-120 to in quadruple overtime. 1967 at the 29th tournament, UCLA beats Dayton. In 1972 at the 34th tournament, UCLA beats Florida, the sixth straight title. 1973 AIAW Women's Basketball Championship, Immaculata beats Queens College, goes undefeated. First time in the New York school history a team went undefeated. At the Women's Tournament 1978, UCLA beats Maryland in L.A. And in 1979, Old Dominion beat Louisiana Tech in Greensboro. Now, Louisiana Tech would go on to have a really good 80s. And then around the late 80s and then the 90s and part of the 2000s, it was Tennessee, and now it's UConn, or it was UConn, but now it's a whole bunch of others. I love the parody in women's basketball now. Uh, 1982, Wayne Gretzky, the first NHLer to score 200 points in a season. 1986, Kurt Browning of Canada, the first to land a quad ice skating. Uh, happy birthdays today, Howard Cosell, 1918. Tom Glavin, 1966. Cami Granado uh, won Olympic gold in 98 with the U.S. women, 1971. Same year, Cheryl Swoops. Danica Patrick's birthday today. Interviewed her, oh, geez, when was it? 2004? Pikes Peak, Colorado? At, uh, Pikes Peak International Raceway? And she is tiny. She is tiny. 1961, Elvis Presley performed live on the USS Arizona. 1911, birthday, Jack Ruby. 1942, Aretha Franklin was born. 1947, Reginald Kenneth Dwight, also known as Elton John. It's his birthday today. Jeff Healy, who passed away in 2008, was born on this date in 1966. Uh, let's see. On this date, it was a Friday at four in 421. I guess that's A.D. Uh, Venice, the city, was founded. And in 2017, the largest banana split ever, 8,040 meters, made in Australia. So, there you go. Um, Wow, nice. Uh, The the Ross family just sent me their uh, T-shirts, or a picture of their T-shirts I sent them. Wes, Callie, Troy, and uh, Kennedy were hashtag Troy Strong, by the way. And uh, Ty Ridgeway, the uh, basketball coach out at East Helen, a great meeting with you today as well. we got some great things going on. Uh, great Falls Central. And uh, I, Coach, we're going we're gonna to make that happen, out of, uh, Great Falls Central. And uh, I should talk to Coach Ridge, uh, Ridgeway too. i got an idea for you. We'll talk to Sean Mergel when, uh, when he gets back. From skiing, I got some great ideas. Full th- th- right here, not just for good looks. Great ideas too. <laughs> All right, uh, on this day, brought to you by uh, Big Sky Print, where we print what you wear. It was a rough start. We made it through. Thanks to Mark Adams for joining us, and uh, thanks to uh, Shelby Rasmussen for joining us too on short notice. Oh, before we before we get out of here, I know people are watching. So yesterday, we didn't get a chance to show. Yesterday was the anniversary of this. Uh, hold on. Let me get to the de- – there we go. 
Randy Johnson. Are you going to play? Oh, it's there it is. Watch. Randy Johnson. 20 years ago today destroyed a bird. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It is so bad, so wrong, and yet so freaking hilarious. The slow motion's even better. Like, what are the odds? Like, Randy Johnson threw hard. Hard. And that's just hilarious. Uh, we also were going to show this yesterday. That's Megan McCain's hair. Yesterday on the View. Oh, what is going on here? Let's do that. Okay, that's Megan McCain's hair from yesterday. From the View. And people on Twitter were like, dude, her hairstylist just doesn't care anymore. <laughs> like, Megan, why? What? What is that? Right? I mean, look, I, I can't say a whole lot because I've had some awesome hair in the days, but that's just, like, who thought that's a great idea? Who sat there and go, you know what, Megan? We're going to do this. It's going to make you look awesome. Nope. All right. Uh, had a great time today. <laughs> let's, let's do this. Oh. We're almost at the end of the show. What did we learn? And what did he miss? Time for the walk-off. Seriously, I want you to buy this book at Amazon.com. The Coach and the Geek. Mark Adams, Jeff Van Vliet. It is one of the best books you'll read. And now, yes, it's got basketball. It's about basketball, but it's about life. And it's more than just the game of basketball. Like, seriously, it's 42 chapters, but it's they're all short. And the lessons at the end of each chapter, amazing. Like I'm not I'm not making this up. I I read this in Kansas City in one night and last month. And I thought, you know what? This book is going to make me be a better person. Not a better husband, a better dad, a better person, everything. Like the coach and the geek. Get it. All right. Uh no show today or tom- <laughs> I don't Did we do a show today? I have no idea. Uh, we're back next week. Okay, so no show tomorrow. We're off tomorrow. I go outside golfing. We got our simulator championship coming up on Saturday. The front, the front nine. Playing an 18-hole match play. A really hard golf course down in um, New Zealand. But do I go outside and screw up my indoor swing yet? Now, Sean Ryan, tech golf coach, says, there's, yeah, there's there's a total difference. Or do I wait till next week? So no show tomorrow. No show Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday for sure. Um, next week. And we'll keep you updated. JasonWalkerShow.com. Also Facebook, Twitter, all of that fun stuff. Thanks again, Mark Adams, for joining us. Always a pleasure to chat with him. Shelby Rasmussen. Again, that website for Montana State is uh, msurodeo2021.givesmart.com or text msurodeo2021 to 76278. Cowboys and Candlelight for MSU Rodeo tonight. All right. Have a great weekend. We'll see you back here. And next time. 
Go to JasonWalkerShow.com. By the way, uh, we'll start giving away shirts in April as well. Wow. It's Thursday, right? I've had an hour of sleep since yesterday. And I feel great. I hope you do, too. We'll see you back here next time. Jason Walker Show. Is the music ending? We have to start it over. Treasure State Radio's off. All right. I'm just going to keep talking. Oh, by the way, again, coaches and administrators, high school, college, doesn't matter. If you want your helmet displayed here in the Major Mortgage Man Cave, get a hold of me. I'll even come to pick it up within most reason. Um, that is MSU Northern. They were the first to send a helmet. Does that mean Northern has to be my new favorite? All right. I'll finally, I'll shut up. We'll get off. Have a great weekend. Have a great time. We'll see you next time. This Jason Walker Show. The Jason Walker Show is produced by the Jason Walker Media Company. Any reuse, rebroadcast, or retransmission without the express written consent of the Jason Walker Show is strictly prohibited. Just listen, watch, and enjoy.